Hello, hello, and welcome to the latest episode of the Sunday Soother Advice Cast. This is a podcast that comes out every Sunday where I answer, or at least try to answer, your questions about how to live your life with more meaning, intention, and spirit. For new listeners, I'm Katherine Andrews, your host. I am a writer and editor living in Washington, D.C., and I am the author of the Sunday Soother Newsletter, a weekly newsletter about practical ways to live more spiritually and meaningfully. Today, I am taking a question from a reader that is basically asking, so why are we here? What's the point of anything? Super easy. <laughs> if you want your question to be answered on this advice cast, head to tinyletter.com slash candrews to find the link where you can submit anonymously. You can also email to me at kathdandrews at gmail.com or submit a voicemail to 202 202- Five two five six five five eight. You can also find all the links necessary at my Instagram. I am Katherine Andrews on Instagram. Okay, so on to the question. Our reader and listener writes, Ever since I can remember, I've had persistent existential thoughts. I can't seem to shake a cloud that always seems to ask, what's the point? Even during moments of joy. I've pursued passions, had meaningful relationships, volunteered, and traveled extensively. I get upset at myself for feeling this way and wonder why I can't just shake this feeling. For a while, connection was my mantra, but lately that is not working. I've been in therapy, diagnosed with dysthymia, but surely there is a more holistic way to address this issue. I have tried antidepressants, and they never seem to help. I've been off them for five years, and I generally feel fine, besides the existential thoughts. I'm married, 33, female, and a questioner in the Gretchen Rubin framework. Thank you for your advice. All right. Well, thank you so much for writing in with this question. This is a big one, no doubt. Um, And for those out there, uh, dysthymia is a uh, persistent depressive disorder. It's a a chronic long-term depression. It can be mild, moderate, or severe. And um, for those of you who are suffering from depression, and I have suffered and do suffer from depression and anxiety, I do always want you to encourage to talk to a mental health expert about these issues and consult your doctor. Um, I am a big believer in therapy and medicine, and those are critical for a lot of people. And always make sure to ask for support, and I will put some resources in the show notes about this stuff. But I'm also going to answer the actual question here. Um, And, you know, the person who is writing in is not asking for advice on how to go to therapy or to solve depression. They are asking about sort of a bigger question and they're asking for holistic guidance. So that is what I am going to do here. But I wanted to make sure that I did not ignore the fact that um, modern medicine and therapy is incredibly important and I think very useful for people who are suffering from depression. So just wanted to state that up front and also that I am not a medical professional. I am an English major with a master's in journalism. (laughs) So you can take my advice with a grain of salt. Um, But I do think I have some perspective on holistic ways to sort of tackle this question and think a little bit more about it in an integral and sort of bigger way that is not just um, a mental way, you know. The fact is, is that the concept of logic is a tricky one. We are, you know, we think as humans, we're superior in a lot of ways because we've been blessed with our giant brains that are incredibly logical and good at problem solving and rational and can answer a lot of questions about stuff that is difficult. So this is certainly a blessing. You know, we wouldn't be able to, you know, 
build a bridge or create a society without this capacity. But I really think, honestly, in a lot of ways, it's a curse to be able to think rationally and wonder about the bigger picture here. You know, a dog or an elephant or a friggin' giraffe or whoever, they're not cursed with wondering what even is the point of being here, right? They're just here. That must be nice to just feel that way and just be like, okay, all I got to do is like go eat some leaves and sleep and like have sex and maybe hunt down some food. And that's like basically the entire way I have to be in this life. But we're humans and we are logical and a lot of us really do want to know more. And especially you, questioner, you, um, I really appreciate that you told me you're a questioner in the Gretchen Rubin uh, habit forming framework. I use this a lot in my work. Um, if you guys haven't found it, Gretchen Rubin has a quiz about the four tendencies, as she calls it. And I've referenced it several times on this podcast and in my newsletter. She uses it for habit forming. So you can find one of four tendencies. Um, and when you know your tendency, it will help you a little bit more about understanding yourself and why or why you cannot stick to particular habits. But I do find it useful in this question and for bigger issues overall. Um, Somebody who is a questioner is somebody who is extremely logical, rational, and needs to know the why behind anything before they are able to sort of fully participate in that area. Now, if you need to know the why behind life, that puts you in a particularly sticky spot, right? Because there is know why. That is not a thing that we will ever be able to answer. And for anybody who was like sort of thinking, I don't know who out there would have thought that like, I have the answer to why we're here. But in case you're thinking that's what we're going to talk about on this podcast, I do not have the answer for why we are here. Um, I do have some other thoughts on ways that can maybe help you feel a little bit more fulfilled and grounded and enjoy your life as it is. But I am I'm not going to talk about why we're here. I don't know. It's a goddamn mystery. (laughs) If I had the answer, I'd be so rich. That would be great. Um, But you're a very logically, rationally motivated person, clearly, as a questioner. So what we're going to be talking about here is not guidance to give you an answer to the why of human beings' existence, because there is no answer to the question of why we are here. We just are. So my guidance, and I think your path forward, will actually be to move away from logic and rationality and answering any questions, because that hasn't served you. You're 33. You um, thinking down that path of direction has not has not helped you in any sort of way. Though I do want to say I am in awe and very admiring of you as somebody who has a chronic form of depression, even if it's mild, that you have an incredibly full life. So that speaks to somebody who is really engaged in a lot of ways and really able to find a lot of meaning and joy despite your inherent tendencies. So one, I think you shouldn't be hard on yourself that you feel this way. You are incredibly strong that you have found us, you're married, you have successful relationships, you've had a full life. Even while you've had this driving question, I I see a lot of people who have this driving question and they get so wrapped up in in that question that they can't sort of have a day-to-day life in a lot of ways. So you're doing great. (laughs) So be, be in awe of yourself and your own power and the way that you're doing that because you're already doing a great job. Um, That said, it sounds like 
stuff that has served you in the past isn't serving you anymore and you're looking for a new way forward about how to be and how to feel a little bit more fulfilled and satisfied. So the guidance here is going to go down that more holistic path um, in terms of what I think can ultimately work on making you feel more grounded and present in the current moment. Because I think the way that you're going to feel a little bit more fulfilled in your life is, again, not going down that logical route and sort of understanding why we're here, but more how can you enjoy the moments that you're experiencing, the sort of day-to-day sort of stuff. So I do think there's a lot of holistic approaches here. Um, and some of them are going to sound a little like maybe a little bit out of out there or a little bit cheesy, but I think they're worth trying. So the first thing I want you to think about is to think of yourself as an animal. We are animals. I know we want to think like we're better than like that random zebra or whoever we see at the zoo, but we're not, you know? And like I said, in a lot of ways, those animals are lucky. They are tuned into the energy of the earth and their driving motivations come from instinct. So your work is to get back in touch with your instinct. Find Think about, you know, maybe finding an animal totem, right? I like elephants. I don't know why. They're just cool. They're out there. They're big. They're family-oriented. They are purportedly pretty wise and have a lot of emotional capabilities. Um, But I don't think elephants spend a lot of time thinking about why they're here. They're just here and they're just doing it. So try to connect yourself with an animal that speaks to you. And I'm not talking about the sort of appropriative element of finding a spirit animal, but find an animal that calls to you. And in those moments when you're feeling logical and disconnected and a little bit unsure of what's going on, reflect on that animal. Find photos, pictures, art of that animal, little sculptures. Um, Put those throughout your house and try to just think of yourself that you are an animal and tie yourself to another animal in this world and think about how they operate in this world, right? Like they're just going about their day. How can you just reconnect to that instinct and to that grounding and go about that day? I would also say, I feel like a broken record on this, but meditation is going to be critical for you going forward because meditation is all about enabling you to live in the present moment. And when you're somebody who's logical and a questioner and wondering about what's the point and like thinking, 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 it is important to be in your body and into your ability to tap into experiencing the moment as it is. Meditation is a critical way to do that for anybody. Honestly, like if I could get any anybody who's written into this podcast, like if I could get you to meditate daily, like I would solve your problem. <laughs> so it's not as easy as that because I um, I have actually had a previous episode on why meditation is actually incredibly hard. And I recommend that you go back and listen to that in case you're looking for tips on how to meditate more and meditate better and how to enjoy it. Um, but it is critical in sort of re-engaging your presence because it sounds to me that like as a questioner and in those moments of joy, your brain is shooting off into the stratosphere and being like un- untrusting of that moment of joy. And then your logical brain goes into hyperdrive. So your work is to get yourself back into your body and back into the present moment so that you're not asking like, why, what is the point of this? Like, gosh, should I even be enjoying this? But it is just to be, just just is, just to have that joy, just to be extremely present in the moment and enjoy it without wondering if it has a bigger meaning. 
it sounds like you have volunteered in the past and that's great. And I would encourage you if you have stepped away from volunteering to find um, a new opportunity because I, I mean, if I, I don't have an answer to why we're here, but in my personal view of things, we are here to be kind and compassionate and we are here to help one another. And so if you can see some logical form of how your existence on earth is concretely helping another person through volunteering, I think that might give you some grounding and some reconnection to other people because yeah, we're all here and we're all animals and we're all just flailing about, but humans are suffering in an enormous, um, variety of ways and other humans have the capability to alleviate some of that suffering. So if you can remind yourself that you are powerful and able to help other people in circumstances less fortunate than you, then that may help with sort of your feeling of like, why am I here and what am I to do? So recommit to finding um, hopefully a simple volunteer opportunity for the purpose of knowing that it may help ground you and help you understand your connection to other people. Um, I would also recommend you go and spend some serious time in nature. I do think that people who tend to be overthinkers, intellectual, logical people, uh, think that that's the way to be. And like, it's so great that we're so logical and how all this technology, but those of us, and I count myself in this category, are some of the ones who are most disconnected from nature because we don't think, well, it doesn't really matter that we're in nature. Why am I hiking? Why am I hugging a tree? Uh, why am I looking at some mountains and just, you know, reveling in the beauty of what's out there? Well, because we should, because we're part of it and it's part of us. This is a critical element to reground yourself and to reconnect yourself to the universe that you exist in. Um, I A few episodes ago, and I'll, I'll relink to it in the show notes, I recommended a grounding meditation that I uh, created from a teacher of mine that has you think of yourself as a tree or a plant that's rooted to the earth. So trees don't ask why they're here. They're just here and they get what they need from the earth. As long as we don't, (laughs) as humans, we don't fuck it up for them, right? Like they're just getting water and light and they're readjusting to their circumstances. So being in nature on a regular basis, even walking barefoot in nature or even on just some grass or going to a park can really reconnect you to not the why, but just the is that you're here on the earth like any other animal or plant. And it is a solid reminder of that to be able to go into nature and do that on a regular basis. And the other fact is just nature is like, it's been proven to be completely healing on any number of fronts. So it's great for depression. It's great for anxiety. So there's no, like literally no downside to being in nature more frequently. So try to incorporate that into your routine routine where possible. So I recommended uh, meditation, volunteering, nature, you know, finding an animal totem and thinking of yourself as an animal Um, If you're really like ready to go into super holistic type of stuff, I would recommend going to Reiki and also Googling for meditations that would unblock your crown chakra. So in the system of chakras, your crown chakra is the chakra that is above your head and it's the one that connects you to the collective and to the universe and to all of us here. And when you feel more connected to the collective and to the wider world at large, you are automatically less questioning of why you're here because you just are. You understand you are part of a bigger thing. And 
Reiki can help with that if you are interested in trying out energy healing, or you can just Google uh, meditations for unblocking your crown chakra and work on that. And I would also recommend meditations and energy work around your root chakra, which is the first chakra. So it's like all the way at the bottom and the crown chakra is all the way at the top. Root chakra is chakra number one. Crown chakra is chakra number seven. Um, If your root chakra, which is your sense of security and ability to be in the world, feels more safe, that will automatically improve your crown chakra and your connection to sort of everybody else and why we're here. So they're sort of in tandem. All the chakras are tied together. But if you're willing to go, you know, like check out that sort of stuff, try some energy work, try some Reiki, try some meditations and visualizations around your root and crown chakra. I think that could be really helpful for you. You can also go to an acupuncturist and talk, um, say that, you know, some rando on the internet told you that your crown chakra may be a little bit blocked and they can work with you on that. They sort they will completely understand what that means and that you are looking to little, a little bit to be more open to a wider purpose. So, Those are like the very specific advices that I would recommend. Um, I would also recommend checking out Buddhism. Um, You know, if you can't figure out why you're here, you may as well have like an intellectual pursuit, right? Like if you can't get into the grounded stuff and acceptance of just being, I mean, take this time as a time to study. Your time on earth can be a time to gain some wisdom. And you can, there's so many Buddhist resources out there. Um, Jack Kornfield is like, I mean, I really like him. He's also like definitely a white dude who appropriated a lot of the stuff, but he is like the white Western gateway into Buddhism. And he has some really lovely writing and thinking on Buddhism that will help you understand a little bit more of it as, um, as a, a broader way forward. But I think Buddhism is a great approach for people who are struggling with existentialism. Um, and it addresses the void. It addresses attachment. It addresses suffering. So... If you're looking for a little bit more of an intellectual study and a little bit of a sort of intellectual way through, reading about Buddhism and participating in Buddhist practices can definitely be one way to go forward. And of course, Buddhism will also recommend meditating a lot. So it's all tied together. So I think those are the things that I would recommend to you. And if it helps, I think the reason that we're here is to understand ourselves to the truest expressions of ourselves and our souls that we're able to. So working on your own development, your own consciousness development, and your own understanding of who you are as a person can be a way through, um, you know, dealing with existentialism and wondering what's the point of anything. So if you can't quite get yourself grounded or, or go in that path of the animal and nature, Buddhism and dedicating yourself to the study of yourself can be ways to try to understand what's going on in a more logical and intellectual way. But overall, I do recommend tuning into emotions, tuning into your body. At the moments when you are experiencing existentialism, it can be really good to drop into your body at that moment and wonder what does the existentialism feel like in my body? Where does it exist in my body? And focus on that feeling. Because focusing on your body overall is a powerful way to also get grounded and feel more purposeful and sort of understand what's going on, you know, in in these like little muscles of ours, these little cells and 
flesh sacks that we are, our body is as powerfully intuitive and logical and smart as our mind, but we are often in today's society very disconnected from it. So try to get back into your body. See what that's like. Um, You can Google some body scan meditations. Those will probably be helpful for a reconnection to your body. Essentially, your work is going to be dropping down from your mind. It sounds like you have a very active, very intelligent, very logical mind that's worrying in the background a lot of the time. You know, I can see the hamster wheels going in the mind. And I actually really connect to that because I am very much like that. I am a massive overthinker who wants to know the why and context behind everything. But when it comes to existentialism, there's there's no why. So your energies on trying to figure out the why are going to be wasted. So it's time to try a different tack of dropping into your body and connecting yourself to the earth and to your inner intuition. And I personally think that will be your way forward um, in in dealing with existentialism and sort of being able to be present and enjoy the joyful moments of your life, of which I think there will be many. I think you are going to have a lot of joy in your life. And I think you're going to be fine. And I think this is such a great question. So I thank you so much for writing in with it. Even people who don't think about this every day are thinking about this in some level, you know, throughout times of their life. So uh, your question is a valid one. And I wish I had a concrete answer, but I don't. But all I can do is recommend grounding, meditation, nature, animals, intuition, and holistic practices like Reiki and getting in touch with your energy and trying those out. So I hope you'll give this a thought and let me know how it landed with you. Please let me know if you end up trying any of the things that I mentioned. And I wish you the best of luck. And I thank you so much for writing in. All right, that is it for today's Sunday Soother Advice Cast. I've got one episode left in the season. So that episode will come out in two weeks. And it will be about spiritual journeys. In particular, my spiritual journey. What the hell does a spiritual journey even mean? And if you're thinking about starting one, where can where can you start? So then we're going to be having a bit of a break. And I will go later into a season that will be all about self-esteem and confidence. So if you have questions or advice and ideas for the topics we discussed on today's episode or for the future season about self-esteem, please email me them at kathdandrews at gmail.com, leave a voicemail at 202-525-6558, or head to tinyletter.com slash candrews to submit your thoughts anonymously there. Thank you so much for listening, and here's to living the week ahead with lots of thoughtfulness, connection, and meaning.